This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester Till I Die Podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify. Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Good evening fellow Fox fans, how the devil are we? Welcome along, it's Wednesday night, it's the new night for the preview show and we are previewing this weekend's game, which I may well have put in the description, (laughs) just seen a comment that's come up, a Saturday. 
of course it is sunday forgive me i've had the jab today i've had my covid jab today so if i suddenly start mm, you <laughs> just put up with me today <laughs> give me a break it's uh i've been a bit of a pincushion today anyway how are we all doing um feeling happy after the weekend <laughs> wasn't expecting that was you well, this weekend we've got well, we've obviously got the um, midweek small matter of Europa League game, but at the weekend it's a small matter of revenge. I know we need to get our bone back, don't we, on them. 91st minute still hurts that it still hurts welcome along this is lester till i die tv and you can watch us live in one of three or four places you've got youtube we are on lester till i die tv on that platform and if you're on there watching us on there please give the subscribe button we'd love to get up to the 500 uh, likes and followers and subscriptions etc etc so give that little subscribe button a click if you do not mind facebook Lester Till I Die, the group, and if you are on that, click the StreamYard link, brings your name up so we can see who we're talking to, and Twitter and Periscope, at Lester TID. And if you want to catch up with us afterwards, as well as catching up on YouTube, we are on all your favourite podcast platforms, including Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and Google, to name just four. So, yes, it is. It's going to be Aston Villa. It's going to be Sunday. It's going to be two o'clock. And just to prove that I'm not totally stupid, uh, just part of the time, <laughs> here you go. Sunday the 21st of February at Villa Park at two o'clock. It is on Sky Sports if you have that platform, or you can listen to it on lcfc.com free of charge. Obviously, uh, BBC Radio Leicester will be covering it as well. Let me get my chat chum in, because it is um, uh, the preview show, and that can only mean one thing. It's the other half of the Muppets. It's good evening from me, and it's good evening from him. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Chris, and uh, thanks for such a wonderful introduction. Much appreciated. What can I say? I'm running out of nice things to, to say about you. If anybody's watching and they know anything nice I can say about Craig in the introductions, please send it to me. The the season's not coming to an end quickly enough. I'm running out. Um, yeah, come no on, Steve everybody, Ryan. just fill in, fill in the comments. We need some nice things about me. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be on air please. for about 45 minutes, so you you got time to think something up. Yeah. <laughs> No Steve Linux today. I think he's the poor guy still working. So uh, we wish him well wherever he is. He may pop in later if he's back in time. Who knows? I do know he enjoys coming on. So uh, um, I hope you're all right, Steve. Um, Craig, let's start by saying <laughs> Leicester City 3. Uh, sorry, oh, Liverpool 1, Leicester City 3. Wasn't expecting. I didn't see it coming, did you? Um, quite frankly, no. Um, even during the game, I didn't see it coming. I think until uh, until Mr. Mr. VAR got involved, um, I thought it was a bit of a disappointing disappointing game up until that point. To be honest, I think we were nice and neat, and you know we did have a couple of chances, and you know we we never know whether the Vardy one that hit the bar would have stood, but um, you know we probably created as much as they did. I think it was just 
um, it, it was a game where it looked like nobody wanted to lose it uh, rather than mm -hmm. somebody going all out to win it to me. Yeah. I'm going to just quickly say um, good evening to Ivan from Sierra Leone. Uh, good evening, Ivan. Hello, Thanks Ivan. for tuning in over there. And yeah, this time we will beat Villa. Let's hope so. I mean, I was watching the game, obviously, Craig, and it reminded me very much of the um, Arsenal game where we were pretty awful. Yeah. We were soaking the pressure up. But obviously with that one, we got the three points as, as well. And yeah. at one all, and I heard this on the radio um, from uh, Danny Murphy, and he was he said, and he had a fair point. At one all, probably mm. Liverpool still looked the team most likely to go on and win it until their goalkeeper had a rush of blood to the head. Um, probably. I'm not. Sure, I, I don't think you could make that argument other than momentum, the, the fact that they had some momentum at that point. I can't really remember um, Schmeichel having to, <coughs> excuse me, to uh, to do too much, uh, too many saves, to be honest. There was no danger of his uh, of his corset bursting, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, have a look with the, the, uh, the, the Czech Republic um Journalists, yes, apparently they have apologised. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I, I, I think I think Liverpool would have taken the one nil and, and would have, if they could have, closed up shop. But uh, they're not in a position mm. to do, do that at the minute. They're, the defence is um, uh, dodgy to say the least. <coughs> they are they are on a poor run of form. Although obviously that was. Um, changed around last night in, in the Champions League. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> Forgive me. Um, we've got a really good record this year I mean, against the, the so-called Big Six. I mean, I know, you know, we lost to Villa, um, sorry, we lost to Liverpool quite badly at home, but we've beaten or drawn with all the top six sides. It is teams like Villa, West Ham, Fulham that we struggle against. Yeah, it's that sort of um, that sort of middling group, isn't it? Those who are sort of on the periphery of the, the Champions League spots and um, uh, the, the Europa League—they're the ones who, who seem to be causing us troubles. Yeah, you know, we've always had a you know a, a pretty poor record over the last few years against the top six, and that's what's let us down. But uh, this year we seem to have turned that around. But it's just the the frustrating defeats and. Um, my biggest worry about this game coming up is the fact that we, we tend to struggle a little bit against the stronger running teams. You know, Villa in the first game, um, even Fulham, you know, we, we weren't convincing against Fulham, I don't think. Um, so those kind of at Leeds, another example, strong running team who, who, who ran all over us, to be honest. So I think we've got to be uh, a little bit cautious with this game. Um, Rob, good evening to Rob. How the devil are you, sir? Possession doesn't win games, goals wins games. <laughs> I like it, Rob. It's very true. It's one of those there. If that ball had gone in the net, it would have been a goal. Um, Stephen, this is what I was laughing at earlier. Chris, can you address Craig in your opening as the wise sage? <laughs> I think you well, missed thank old you very much, that. Stephen. I think you missed old yeah, out, wise. wise old sage. No, I don't think you need that. I think wise sage. Thank you very much, Stephen. Uh, if you let me have your address, the check will be in the post. 
<laughs> somebody somebody me think Stephen is creeping a little bit here but um, um let's go let's go back to do you know the first mm. half of the season and we were going along quite well you know we were up there we, we we're the only team and I, I was amazed when I read this the other day we're the only team that actually um has been in the top four all season Yes, I heard that myself, and um, and that's quite an accolade, to be honest, isn't it? You know, we, we went through that little phase where I think there was four teams who topped the table in a day uh, or yeah. over a weekend. You know, the likes of ourselves, I think Southampton were top for a while. And, Tottenham, um, I think Tottenham started. Yeah, I think yeah. Tottenham then, there was Southampton, and I think, can't remember, it might have been yeah. little, I can't remember who the fourth one was, but. So of course, that was where that was the uh, hour when Tottenham were going to win the league. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, you know, to be honest, I think I was fooled for a little while. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, the, you know, we, we all we've all complained, we've all moaned about the odd um, uh, performance. Um, you know, we can all be manager. You know, I, I try to be the manager and uh, mm -hmm. do a little bit of. Uh, team selecting DIY, as it were. Um, and, you know, but we've been there all season, you know. Mm. So that is something that we, as Leicester fans, we should be proud of. What it will make it more difficult is that if we manage to slip out, it's going to be even worse. So um, I really hope that we, uh, <laughs> we'd last the course. I was just about to say we'll be top four all apart from the last day, <laughs> that's Leicester all over for you. But I think we've got a tricky. I think we've got a, sorry, Chris. I think we've got a tricky last three or four games, haven't we? We have. Yes. Yeah. We again. I think three of those, or certainly the last three, are against again three of the so-called um, big six. But um, yeah. But do you, do you do you remember? Like I say. We're going along really, really well. All was looking rosy. We, we'd got over our sort of injuries that we thought were going to ruin our season, and we, we'd brought sort of players we'd forgotten about in. And this happened. Yeah. Ross Bartley popped up in the 91st minute, and that's what hurts mm. as much as anything. Um, and we lost. <laughs> We did, as uh, as Rob said, goals win games, and uh, and they got one. To be honest, from what I can remember of the, that game, which is little, to be honest, I'm not sure either team deserved to win that. Um, it was a little bit of a, a patch that we were going through, and it was just disappointing. You know, that's a, a game where you you know you got to turn those losses into draws if you're going to stick around at the top. And for the majority of the season, you know, we've done that. Uh, we have had some frustrating defeats, but we've had victories where we wouldn't have thought that we'd got victories as well. But, yeah. I mean, Villa are a funny yeah. team, a funny team at the minute. You know, th they've always got a player or two who can who can crop up and do something like that. You know, and Ross, Ross Bolt is a decent player. You know, I wouldn't have minded uh, us getting him, to be honest. Uh, I think he lost his yeah, way at Chelsea. It'd be, interesting to see whether, uh, it'd be interesting to see whether Villa can stump up the cash um, to get him permanently because... The, the the irony in the catch twenty two is that the better he plays for Villa, the higher his price will be um, come the mm. summer if they want to buy it. Because uh, I mean, he's not going to get a chance to impress Tuchel over at Chelsea, 
So by the time the season's finished, you would have thought that Tuchel will uh, have his team uh, yeah. organised in his head and, and, and Barkley won't be part of it. So it'd be interesting for him personally. I, I mean, I totally agree with you. Reminds me of Tillemans. The longer he played for us on his loan, each week the price went up. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rob's asking here, um, how many more wins do you think we need to get Champions League? I've got to be totally honest with you, Rob, and I'm going to bring the, the, the table in here. Um, it, it's so tight. I mean, you know, Chelsea... Well, in fact, that's out of date now, in fairness. Liverpool have gone down. Um, that, that I did that a, a, a few days ago, but Chelsea have come back, Liverpool have dropped out of the thing. I think we've just got to go out and win as many as we can. And I don't think you can say, Oh, another so many wins will do it because Chelsea have turned it around, West Hammerang hanging in there, Liverpool. You know, with Liverpool, they could turn it around at any time. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are. I think it could go right down, like you say, the last three games, right down to the end of the season. I think you've got to be looking at least another 10 wins and, and, and another 30 points to get to sort of, I think it's going to be mid-70s, 80 points is going to get you in the in the Champions League this year. I mean, it may be, you know, that might be enough to win you the title, but I doubt it very much. Um, but I think the thing is that people are taking points off each other and... Uh, the key thing is, particularly against those teams such as Villa, uh, such as West Ham, Everton, Chelsea, it's important that while we have that little buffer, that we don't lose to them. I think that that's the key thing. Yes, we want wins, but the important thing is that we don't lose and we don't let them make up that gap. Um, but I, I think I think we're going to need another 10 wins. And uh, if you look down the fixtures, I guess we all have our own views of where those 10 may come from uh mm. every game's tricky we know it you know some of the results that we've seen recently people go on a good run of form and then all of a sudden there's a banana skin waiting around the corner so uh, yeah. we've managed to, to get over a couple of potential bar banana skins recently with the fulham and and uh the the like so i think it's just a head down and as much as it's a cliche i think they will be taking one game as it comes and as the injuries start to pile up again you know, even more importantly, and it may get to a point where Brendan has to start to pick and choose which competitions he uh, he he, uh, he prefers to to put a strong team out. Yeah, Rob's agreeing with both of us. Their last three games are hard; they certainly are. Um, Leicester never do it the easy way. I mean, I'm just looking now because Liverpool have dropped to sixth. They could, I think, have dropped down even further had Everton won the other night but that was a good result for for us again um you know we, we've got we've got that gap but we know last year how easy it is for leicester shoot ourselves in the foot yeah. and throw these things away well everton are a prime example you know they were they'd had a little dip then they came back very strong it looked like they had games in hand that they they could have gone above liverpool and they have consecutive home defeats to newcastle and fulham I mean, nobody would have seen one of those coming, let alone the two. So we just have to be on our game every time we step over the line. And I, and I think yeah. you are starting to see a little bit of cautiousness from uh, from Brendan. I think it was it was good to see in the Liverpool game that they did have a plan. Um, uh, and and in in the game before, I think in the in the Brighton the cup game that they do plan for different eventualities during a game, which is 
which is encouraging to see. Uh, and hopefully they will have learned from last season and that they must have done in terms of how that, that season tailed off. That yes. if you're not playing particularly well, you get the point and you get home. And I think we know, you know, that teams, well, as we, I know we do the predict the score every week and, and we get the ex-players in involved on com, the website. But it's so hard this year to predict everything. And, you know, you know that because you beat Man City 5-2 earlier in the season, that's very unlikely to have the same sort of outcome in the return fixture. Yeah, they're looking very strong at the moment, aren't they? Uh, um, you know, as we said, I think um, the, I think you put up the revenge thing for for Liverpool. You, you did it again for Fulham. That it's important that we we don't get the double done over us uh, this season. So hopefully, I don't think we have so far, and hopefully we no. won't do again at the weekend with with Villa. We definitely owe them one, and I think it's been mentioned a couple of times uh, in in interviews, whether it's with Brendan or a couple of the players that. The defeats that we've had have hurt them uh, and they've gone out there to, to actually rectify the wrongs, as it were. I think as well, looking at sort of which Midlands teams are in the Premier League, this is our closest rival that, that, that could almost be classed. Is this the closest thing we've got to a derby? Yeah, they'll, they'll just push it as the East West, uh, East and West Midlands derby, won't they? They'll... Uh, I'll do that. We're probably about as close as Norwich and Ipswich, and they big that one up. I mean, again, Facebook user, don't know who you are. You've not clicked on the Streamyard link, so guys, if you're not already fine, if you don't want to click on the Streamyard link, it does bring your details up. If not, stick your name at the end so we can give you a shout out. Um, just very quickly, because we mentioned Man, Man City, they're playing Everton tonight, um, mm. and are Man City not in the Champions League, or are they playing another time? Yeah, they've, they've split the Champions League games over a couple of weeks now, so you, you, oh, you get two a night, I think, over a couple of nights. So it's it's strung right. out. Not everybody plays every week. I, I, I'm, I'm, I say, having had my jab this morning, I'm sort of floating on cloud <laughs> nine, not knowing. <laughs> and the voice of reason is here. You, the wise sage is here. Um, for me... <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> you, you know there's going to be a graphic coming up for that in the next couple of weeks. There's, for me... <laughs> For me, on that one, I think Man City are walking away with it, to be honest with you. I don't think... I think they've had the bad run. They've had the bad patch. I don't think they're going to have another one. Um, you know, in, let's be honest with you, five, six weeks into the season, people were saying, writing Man City off. You know, we'd beaten them and everything. For me, I don't think we're going to catch Man City. And I think... I don't think we'll win the title this year. I think this year it's about, we got Europa last year, let's get Champions League this year and let's just build on, on the momentum. So for me, a draw a draw would be fine, but if it's got to be a win, I've got to say I'll turn the Man City win and keep Everton away from us. Uh, well, I know this may come as a shock, Chris, but I actually agree with you. Um, good job <laughs> you're sitting down. Um, <laughs> Yeah, for, for me, you know, even if we beat Man City in, in the return fixture that we've got with them, I think we're still four points behind. Mm. Um, so I can't see the form that they're in. Um, 
I, I can't see them dropping too many points, to be honest. So for me, no. you start you. I'm looking over my shoulder and wanting that gap to get wider each week. Yeah. So we do have yeah. that little bit of a, a buffer. We had it last year. We couldn't see it through. But every team that's below us now, if they're playing someone else who's in the top four, for me, I want the top four team to, to win. So yeah. um, so anybody who can put a bit of a challenge is dropping points. So for a Man City win for me is uh, is what I would say. Yeah, I mean, we're nine points ahead of Everton. They have got two games in hand. I'm trying to think. I can't remember who beat them the other night, but that was certainly helped us. Um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was one of the bottom teams, was I think, wasn't it? Fulham. Yeah, it was Fulham. Yeah. yeah. And um, that, that to me, that's great, because even if they win the two games in hand, if we lose mm-hmm. those two, we're still... You know, still ahead of them, and one of the Everton. Honestly, you've got to look at Everton and go with the money they've spent. They should mm-hmm. be, ch- and the manager they've got, they should be challenging. They should be. I mean, on their day, they're a very, very good team. But uh, like most teams, they don't have their day. Um, uh, you know, as often as they would like, and they do have some really good players. I think what we're seeing there is a combination of things, um, which is their squad depth isn't as good as ours, which again is a great thing to say. You know, they're starting to pick up injuries to some key players. Calvert-Lewin's injured again, um, which is good. And then you look at who they would put in behind it and they've got Josh King, you know, who's a a decent, a decent player. You wouldn't have thought he's going to cause too many problems for too many teams. I mean, the interesting one is... um, the fact that they let Moyes King go off on loan to uh, to PSG, who's uh, who's now banging it in, uh, banging them in mm. on a regular basis. So something didn't work for him. It'd be interesting to see what happens to him when he comes back, because I understand that there's no uh, fee. Uh, so Moyes King will come back to Everton, but I don't think their squad depth is uh, is that great to be honest. So any injuries they get, and we're seeing teams get injuries week after week now, um, it'll yeah. come down to squad depth as to who grabs those places, I think. So you've got to be looking at Liverpool will come back again. Chelsea, for me, are the, are the real dangers. Us, Man United and Man City. I mean, I can see that happening because I think we're probably the five who have got the, the, the depth of squad. Mm. And you're not, you're not often enough, <laughs> you'd ever think you'd be saying that about uh, Leicester City. Looking again to, no. to, to Villa, because we've got Villa coming up. Uh, they've got two games in hand on us as well. They've only played 22. I think they're playing uh, possibly um, tonight or tomorrow. But they're, they're 10 points behind us at the moment. So um, we could do, uh, you know, the, 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 it, it would take a big turnaround for them to catch us up. But by their standards, it's not, you know, after last season... They're sat there at the moment, you know, in whatever place they are, tenth or so. It's a good season for them so far, and they must be happy. They've had a great season, and uh, you know, as much as it pains us to to give credit to any other team, you have to give credit to Villa, and you have to give credit to uh, to Dean Smith. You know, they've bought well in the summer. They've thrown a little bit of money at it, and what I do like about Villa is that they are, you know, pretty much like Leeds. You know, they do like to come forward. You know, they, they don't sort of sit back. They try and play football. Um, they try and attack. They try and score goals. And, and they are a bit of an all-action side. He's done a very good job there. Again, 
you know, if they get one or two injuries, I'm not sure. Um, if Grealish was out for any length of time, I'm not sure. If they've got anybody anywhere near capable of replacing him. Their back line has been pretty solid. I think they've, uh, you know, they've got two or three centre-halves who can step in. And the full-backs, I think, I'm not sure about Matty Cash. I know um, there's a little bit of an injury doubt on him. Uh, but he's settled in really well this season as he come over from Forest. Um so they're a solid unit, and and it's been a it's been it's been a great uh, a great season for them. And uh, you know, I, I I can see them at least you know putting a, a strong push in for the Europa League spots uh, come the end of the season. That said, and uh, Stephen Collins there saying they've renamed the Leicester treatment room Mash. <laughs> and uh, for those of us for those of us that are old enough to remember it, for the younger fans uh, watching this evening, it was a was it a seventies eighties TV program with Alan Alder in? Um, it was indeed, yeah, yeah. I, I was never a big fan of it, but um, you know, I, I'm tempted to to ask you what the MASH um, stood for, Chris, but. Uh, I'll save my questions mobile, for later. It's Mobile Army Something Hospital. I'm not sure what the Surgeon's Hospital, I'm not sure what the S stands for. So Mobile, I'm sure it's Mobile Army Something Hospital, but uh, do, you, you used to watch it like me just for Hot Licks Hulahan, didn't you? But that's another story altogether now. <laughs> Moving on. But, Moving on, moving on indeed. That was her name, by the way. I haven't just made that up. That was her name in the show. I really am showing my age now. I really am showing my age. Just checking there while you were talking, Villa haven't got a game midweek. So, you know, we're worried no. about us having the fact that we've got the FA Cup, we've got the um, Europa League, we've got the Premier League. We're going to have a lot of games coming up. The likes of teams like Villa and Everton, where they've had games cancelled, um, they're going to be in that same position that come towards the end of the season to, to fit the games in. They're going to have to be playing two games a week, even just for Premier League. They are, they are, and you know it can go one or one or two ways, can't it? Because you know they will. They've got chances to. You know they've got another couple of months to get those games in. So it's not like us if we continue to go deep into the Europa League and the FA Cup, then we're are going to be doing uh, two games a week. So, you know, they will have more time to fit theirs in, but it's a nice problem to have for us. But yeah. let's let's say this, um, you know, we didn't have any European um, games last year. You know, we only had the league to concentrate on and we managed to let it slip. Now, that could have been something where it may have been that we felt the pressure of, of what we were trying to achieve. You know, we had quite a few new players or younger players last yeah. year. There's nothing to say that the same won't happen to to the likes of Villa and West Ham and, and Everton. Can I just say, and I Googled this, but while I was Googling it, CG has come up with the same answer as me, Mobile Army Surgical, Surgical Hospital. I was so close. That that would have been a point on uh, <laughs> on Pointless or whatever it was. I think, I, I think that's the closest uh, you've been to any quiz question this season, Chris. <laughs> Probably, probably. And it was non... We always manage to go off the topic on this show, don't we? We always manage to <laughs> somehow go into non-football. But no, I agree with you. I agree with you that totally. And here's the form guide going into, into the weekend's game. Um, they, they only managed to draw... Well, say only managed to draw. Brighton are, are not on a bad run themselves. Of course, they had that win over Arsenal. 
lost to West Ham, mm -hmm. beat Southampton, who, after a good start, have struggling themselves, but they lost to Burnley. I think the word there is inconsistency. It is, isn't it? I mean, you, you look at that, you know, letting in three to West Ham, three to three to Burnley, and the Burnley one will have hurt them um, badly, I think. Um, and it's strange because, you know, I think because they play expansive football, I think if you move the ball quickly against them, you're going to get opportunities. You're going to get a chance to get at their back four. Um, mm. And I think that's what Burnley do. We all know that Burnley moves the ball quickly for, uh, and very often miss out the midfield. Field. So as soon as it breaks down, they'd be straight at their back four. You know, West Ham can move the ball pretty quickly as well. So I think it's the turnovers that are going to be the key for us. So, um, you know, the likes of Wilf and then releasing players who can attack quickly is going to be key and get at them because, you know, we'll touch on it when we, when we look at the team later. You know, they've got some players who are, shall we say, not necessarily lazy, but they like to do their work going one way. And I'm not sure that they're, so good at tracking back so you know our transitions um our transitions are going to be key in that game don't know who they are they're not for the name on there but they were having the same thoughts as me i think with the uh, hot lips hulahan yes um completely this is very unprofessional of me I, <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> we uh, apart from the leads game you know our own run of form has been really good though in by comparison um it has there's a couple of disappointing you know the, the wolves game was was disappointing mm -hmm. uh, and could have gone either way i guess but you know look at the games that we've won particularly liverpool i mean they've got to take uh, a lot of um confidence from that that liverpool performance you know the way that they that they went, uh, they went on. They 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 got back into it, but then they didn't. We didn't sort of sit back and say, right, we've got the point. We're going to take it, and the point's a good result. You know, we were very offensive and uh, and went forward and went for the win. And uh, they've got to be able. To, they've got to be taking that into the next game and every game now. They've got to be um, on the front foot. And we we've talked about this on numerous occasions. We play better when we're on the foot, front foot. We play better when we're playing at pace. We have players who can hurt people if we move the ball quickly. So it's it's when we sit back and we allow the opposition to dictate the pace, like we did at Wolves, for instance, that we come unstuck. So I think uh, it's important that we set the pace against Villa if we can. But is the Wolves game, I mean, I looked at that and I thought probably a couple of seasons ago, that's the sort of game we would have lost. Yeah, I think that's a fair point because I think there's been a few few games like that uh, this season. I think Brendan said the the same thing um, that, that we would have lost or we wouldn't have come back in games. I mean, it's interesting. I think um, I'm not sure who it is. There's one team who's above it. I think it's Manchester United. Apart from Manchester United, we've won the most points um, coming from behind uh, this season. So um, you know that shows the the strength of character that we've got. You know, I've criticised us in the past for, for lacking bottle. Um, but I think that's more of a, a, a physical thing than, than a mental thing. But it does show that we have got players now who can hurt opposition and, and we're fit. You know, we do run. Um, so we do go to the end and we've got people off the bench who can make a difference. So, you know, we're, we're in a good spot. Exactly. I mean, it's, 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 uh, I 
he agreed with Stephen, you know, that's it. You know, we need to do that. You know, I, I always find it disappointing when, we, when we're slow, we move the ball slowly. I mean, any team, you know, teams in the Premier League, any team in the Premier League can defend a slow team now. We could probably be, be in the in the back four of of, uh, of of Sheffield United, for instance, Chris, if we were playing slow. Um, <laughs> or maybe not you. Um, no. But... <laughs> You know, the goalkeeper all the pies. He got banned for each oh, right. that, that, that was me. That was that you. Was, was, yes. Right. Okay. Your fame. Um, <laughs> but I think it's it's a fair point. You know that that you know team teams are so well organised. You know they're so well coached these days. Hmm. We we've seen it so many times. You know, as soon as the ball gets down, if you don't move it quickly, teams get behind the ball and it's difficult for us. So uh, we do need to play at pace. I know we're going to be looking at your team um, in, in a while and, and you always let me know in advance uh, what that team's going to be. Uh, but, and I know we've got tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night's game, so hopefully this won't get worse. But um, just looking at our injuries here, I mean, Ricardo... Mm. Apparently he's only being rested because he's not um, gone to, 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 to Czechoslovakia or, or the yeah. Czech Republic. Sorry, again, showing my age. Uh, Castagna, they've got a, a, quite possibly could make it back. Um, hmm. Pratt, Fafana, Perez, Justin Morgan all ruled out. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's looking a little bit iffy, isn't it, at the minute? You know, we do seem to be picking up um, innocuous injuries. The James Justin was uh, was an innocuous injury. Even Perez, you know, Perez getting a knock uh, now out for two or three weeks. Um, I think it was he clashed with the goalkeeper. But they are stacking up, you know, um, and it's important. I don't think we can afford to lose many more um, of our senior players, shall we say. I think... That's probably why they're being a little bit um, cautious with Ricardo. You know, now you're into, of your senior players, you've got Castagna, hopefully, who will be back at the weekend, and then Ricardo with uh, with uh, Justin being out. So I think they're right to be a little bit cautious uh, and test the, the the depth of squad. I mean, it is a, it is a two-legged uh, affair. So hopefully, you know, if we come back, you know, with at least a draw, we should be able to finish it off in the in the second leg. But I think he's got to just manage manage uh, manage the players at the minute, and um, it's it's a difficult time. We we definitely can't afford anymore. I think with Ricardo, you know, I think they they said. I mean, Brendan came out and said they were just managing. They got a program for him, and they were managing his time, his pitch time. So as so he didn't have any recurrence. Said he felt a little bit tight after the game um, at the weekend. So precautionary, they, they just left him behind. But uh, hopefully that is a precaution and there isn't anything uh, sinister lurking behind it. I love James Madison's interview um, when he kind of reminded the watching public that Liverpool weren't the only teams that have injuries. And talking of that, I mean, earlier in the season our injuries problems are probably worse than they are at the moment. And should, you know, I, I, I don't know whether I've I'm, I'm got a fault sense of security here, but I don't feel as worried knowing what we went through earlier in the season and those players that were there to come in. Um, 
that that said, it is two games again. But we, we've we've got through it already this season. Yeah, I'm going to say it's difficult when I was when I was uh, picking the team for the weekend. Obviously, I've got no idea what team he's going to pick for a start um, mm. against Slavia Prague, and and hopefully we'll all come through unscathed and and people won't be too tired. But I think the key thing is, you know, we've got talented players. And even if we're having to bring them in off the bench, we've got talented players. I th think the key is to keep the experienced players fit, you know, for that running. I think that's the key. Not necessarily a talent versus talent. It's the experience that will uh, see us through to the end. So that's where I think he needs to just manage it. And if, if it means for one or two games, then some of the younger ones or the fringe ones gets, uh, get a game, then fair enough. I think we have to take that chance. But we definitely need our most experienced team um, come for the running of the last half a dozen games. And we can't even say, you know, what game do you prioritise, the Europa League or the league, If you're the Premier League? Which of the two league games do you prioritise? Now, yeah. the Europa League, it's not a league. It's now sudden death, over, over, albeit over two matches. Premier League, it's too mm. tight to sort of, you know... Ease up. He, this Ooh. is where he's going to earn his money. Definitely, and and I'm sure uh, that Brendan's priority will be a top four finish in the league because if we slip out again, as as you said, we're the only team that's been in the top four the whole season. If we slip out of it again, then people will start to question Brendan, and I think that's the last thing you want. They won't question the players. You know, they will a little bit, maybe their mentality or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of it, the book will yeah. stop with Brendan Rogers. And if he allows that to happen two seasons running, then questions will be asked of him, you know, as yeah. to whether he's the bottler. Is he as good as he thinks he is? All these kind of questions. So I think from a personal and, and, and an ego point of view, I think Brendan will be focusing on a top four finish uh, above anything else. But it's quite right. I know there's a lot of teams or a lot of fans sort of say once those players go over the white line, it's down to them. But the manager is the manager or the coach, whatever you want to call him. Um, the book should stop with him, shouldn't it? It should. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand this. Yes, once the players walk over the line, they have to put the plan into place. They have to perform at the best of their ability. But if it was just about the players then you or I could be a manager. You know, we, we could yeah. we could go and take that, that team. You know, managers wouldn't come and go if it was all about the players. You know, motivation is a key. We've seen it at, um, it's happening at Spurs again, like it did at Manchester United, that Mourinho seems to be sort of losing players and uh, and his management, uh, man management style is being questioned again. You know, it, it happens everywhere. At the end of it, if it was just the players, we could all take a manager's job, but it's not. Brilliant. Well, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know what they're putting in them injections, but I tell you, I'm not having another one. No, joking aside, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back and we'll be looking at what you think Brendan's going to do on Sunday following tomorrow. We'll be right back after these two ads. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. 
You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Of the Foxes. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Please subscribe now on YouTube. It is Leicester Till I Die TV. And please, as they give us that subscribe, our first goal of 500 is getting closer. Help us reach it. Um, yeah, as it says there, Craig's team selection. He's uh, He's been getting closer and it was getting a little bit easier because we only had one game a week and it pretty much was picking itself. Now he's got to be a little bit cleverer and he's got to think we've got a game net tomorrow night, which we don't know how he's going to go with that. Were you surprised, first of all, against Liverpool, Ricardo starting on the left? I, I was surprised, to be honest. And, and I've got to say, for that first 15, 20 minutes, I was thinking that is a mistake because uh, Liverpool were back to their old um, successful trick of playing long diagonal balls and, and he got caught out two or three times. Yeah. Um, and Salah, Salah was very clever. He was just sauntering back. Um, not looking interested, then all of a sudden, as soon as um, Henderson got the ball, he was on his bike and, and he got caught out a little bit. The same on the other side, really, with Amati. I'm I'm always nervous when Amati is playing right back. You know, I, I can cope with him as a, as a centre half. As a right back, to me, he just looks like he's got a bad challenge in him. And uh, the one where um, we got away with it with Mane coming sliding in on him I don't know how much time he thought he, he had when that ball was in that box um, but he seemed to take an age to react so I, I was questioning I must admit I was questioning the um, the thought process behind that uh, but at the end of it they grew into the roles a little bit more and Marty did and, and, uh, and Pereira did but uh, yeah I, I'd like to see him back on the right I think, as we say, needs must at times, and that was probably a needs yeah. must game. Okay, bring the team up here. Talk us through it. Yeah, so, I mean, if people are looking at that, they'll, they'll see um, one thing sort of... Uh... Hi, Chris. Um, That's <laughs> yeah. I've, I've put Chris in there as a right wing back, as you can see. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've... Uh, um, yeah, the biggest uh, thing there is, is down the right-hand side. So, Let's just go through it as we are. So Schmeichel, uh, Soyuncu Evans as centre-halves. I'm expecting Castagna to be fit. All the noise coming out on Brendan seems to be that he should be fresh uh, and ready for the weekend. So I think they'll put him in there. Um, and Ricardo back to right back. Um, Indeedy, who I thought was man of the match. I know it was given to Barnes during the game, but for me, Indeedy was uh, phenomenal against Liverpool, as he has been for... Virtually every game since he's come back. Um, and I know Brendan's been talking about him today as being irreplaceable. So I'm not sure whether there's new contracts uh, in talk with Ndidi like there is with Tielemans. But uh, but I, I, I think he's, uh, he's phenomenal. There, there definitely should be. You know, we need to tie him down. And this is one of those things, you know, just, just slightly off, off, uh, off the team selection how important that top four is for us now because players want to play in the Champions League. Now, whether it's through the Europa League or whether it's through the league, these top players want to be playing Champions League football and I'm sure they would be happy to be able to do it with Leicester because they will have earned the success with Leicester. But if we're not in there, there's going to be no shortage of, of teams coming after these players 
not just from the Premier League. You know, you look around some of the big teams in Europe who are going to have to rebuild. Real Madrid, Barcelona definitely need to real uh, to rebuild. So our players are going to be sought after. So we need we're in that position now where before Champions League was a nice to have and it was a bit of a dream and we did it once. Now, if we want to continue this success with the players we've got, it's a must-have. So, um, so but that's why again, back, why I think. Just going back to what you were saying about the contracts, I agree. Mm -hmm. We should need to tie them down, and it's like you know, Mendy. I think I think it was only a year he signed, and I think we definitely need to get him in for longer because he's a great squad player. Um, but they're not really worth the paper they're written on, are they? All all it could probably do is guarantee us a minimum price that if, if, if he does go. It does. I mean, uh, it, it issues a sort of hands-off and, and it does show that um, that, that we are, you know, we're, we're in the stronger position that we can hold out. If we didn't have Maguire on uh, a contract that had another two or three years, you know, yeah. we wouldn't have been able to have such a strong hold over him, you know, and managed to get 80 million. You know, the same for Chilwell and, and our recent ones. So, I think it does strengthen our position. I, I fully expect us to lose one player this season. Now, I'm not sure who it may be. I think the model appears to be that we'll lose one a season to to refund basically us bringing in one, two, three other players. You know, we've done it the last few seasons. Chilwell last season, Maguire before. So I think I expect us to lose one, uh, and I think Leicester fans have to be prepared for that. But um, yeah, we, we need to get Wilf on a contract because he may he may be the one anyway because I'm sure people are going to come with some big money in the summer. I mean, there's so many that you could name, isn't there? You know, like you say, Wilf, Fafana, um, you know, there's players there that Barnes, if you, you know, that there are players, Madison, I could just go on and on, you know, but, uh, but like you say, you know, we're not a second club, like we in the sense that like we used to be, where we had to sell to survive. Now we 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 sell because we've been offered a hell of a lot of money that we can't turn down. But anyway, going back to your team, um, it gets yes. interesting. So, so then, obviously, Telemans and, and Madison both in in decent form, and Barnes has 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 had a great season, and again showed against Liverpool what he could do. So I'm sure the contentious one <laughs> for a lot of people is the Daily Campbell. Um, and I was quite prepared to, uh, to have to argue my case here with, uh, with Steve Linex if he was on. But um, I've gone for Daily Campbell. I almost went for under, uh, but I've gone for Daily Campbell. And, and the reason being for this is that for me, all Brighton looked very, very leggy against Liverpool. And that was from the off. Um, and again, Against Villa, I don't think you can afford that. Now, Daly Campbell is um, defensively minded. You know, he is a right back. However, before he, he did play um, right midfield as well, he has played as a wing back. And I think he's got the pace and the power to cause some trouble. Now, Grealish will be down that side. So I'm sure that they want to double up on Grealish. But when the ball's turned over, we've got to exploit that space because Grealish doesn't like tracking back. So we've got to be able to exploit that. Now, for me, Daly Campbell gives us the pace, or whether it's Pereira, whoever's turning that ball over, gives us the pace to be able to exploit that space and get at Matt Target. 
um, who likes to push forward in his own right as well. And I don't think you get that with Albright. Um, so I think it's really important that as soon as we turn over ball, we play quick. And that's why I've gone for Daly Campbell, just because he can do the double-up job. And that's why he got the, the nod over under. He can do the double-up job if, um, defensively on Grealish, but when the ball turns over, he's, he's a quick lad and he's powerful, so he would transition much quicker. And that's why I've given him the nod. What was the game that he actually played in? I'm trying to remember... Was it the Brighton um, game? It was the Brighton game, game, wasn't it? And, yeah. and, and to be honest, game, I thought... Um, no, I thought he was puffing a little bit after 70 minutes, but then again, he, he got his second wind, it seemed, and it was him who forced the corner that we eventually scored mm. from. So um, so he does like to get forward. Uh, and as I say, I think, you know, at some point, we've got to be playing some of these fringe players or younger players because we may need them. So... This is a game where I think it would suit him um, yeah. rather than Albright or under. And I think definitely, I mean, we, we know we have to remember um, that Albrighton, I don't think was he, as, as many players, wasn't expecting to play as many games as he probably what has done this season. I think he was probably, certainly I was probably looking at Albrighton as, as, as a super sub coming on the last 15 minutes and really running up the defence and getting the crosses yeah. and when, when they're tired. Um, to me, Old Brighton has been a revelation, totally revelation yeah. this season. Having said that, a lot a lot of players have. But he might play he might play tomorrow. So like you said, I think now two games a week, if you have to, you have to. But I think like you say, Daily Campbell, I think is a uh, I mean, it's come from Arsenal. I mean, as Stephen Collins has, yeah. has just said here, you know, how did Arsenal let him go? Um, great pickup by the Foxes. He's only had one game, but, you know, you've mm. got Luke Thomas, you've got Daley Campbell. We know we've got all these players coming through. Um, and I, as I say, I, I probably can't, you know, I, I'd like to see under start more, but I get what you mean. Under's not the most defensive of, of players. Striker, we don't need to even even go there. You know, we know it's going to be uh, going to be Mr. Vardy, Mr. Vardy up front. So, um, so yeah, Perez, Perez is injured, so I'm going to have to go with Vardy. <laughs> Perez is injured, <laughs> so uh, who knows? Who knows what? We, whether we will see him again this season. It's something Brendan likes about Perez, isn't there? You know, but uh, hey. At the end of the day, if we if we get Champions League football, we finish second or third. Brendan can walk on water. Classic yeah. match. It's that time now, guys. If you're thinking about going, don't go because this is where I need your help. This is where the wise old sage looks back at a classic game between the two teams and then asks a, a, a question that, to be totally honest with you, wouldn't be out of place in the Encyclopedia Britannica. So I will need your help with this. I always do. So many questions I could give you about this game, but um, we, at least we're coming. We're coming a little bit closer to the present day. So we, we've left the eighties behind. We're we're into right. the mid nineties this year, Chris. So you know a bit right. more recent memory for you. You were probably just leaving school because um, you were Indeed. kept back for twenty. Years. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so yeah, so. 22nd of February 1995. This was a game I was actually at. 
Um, so I do remember it very well. And um, I remember Again, the... Again, with a ticket, I'm guessing. Of course, of course. I can still remember the looks on the faces of some of the Villa fans. Um, we we didn't um, we didn't start too well in this game. I mean, if you look at the the respective teams, I mean, Villa had a much stronger team. They had the likes of Dean Saunders, uh, Dwight York were, were playing up front for for Villa. We had Mark Robbins and Ewan Roberts uh, up front for us. And and if you look at our back line which was uh, Colin Hill, Mike Whitlow, Mike Galloway and uh, Jimmy Willis. And um, Mike Whitlow had to go off injured. Yeah, Mike Whitlow had to go off injured uh, before 30 minutes. But anyway, so we had a slow start. Dean Saunders gave Villa the lead in the, in the sixth minute. Steve Staunton got a second for them and we went in 2-0 down and not really in the game come out for a, for a second half comeback uh, we're expecting and uh, on the hour mark Dwight York pops up and makes it 3-0 to the Villa um, we managed to get a goal back in the a minute later um, through Mark Robbins but then a couple of minutes after that Tommy Johnson made it 4-1 poor old Tommy Johnson whatever happened to him oh he went yeah. to uh, Derby didn't he um, Derby, yeah. but yeah so four, 65 minutes gone 4-1 down Villa fans. Now, the Villa fans at that time, the Leicester fans were at the side of the pitch, I think, down uh, down at the opposite the Holt end, but we were at the side of the pitch. So you had Villa fans to the right, you had Villa fans above as well, and we were getting pelters, and obviously they were laughing at us. Um, anyway, Ewan Roberts pops up in the 67th minute um, to make it 4-2. Even then, we don't think you know anything else is going to happen. David Lowe has come on then by uh, as a sub, and in the 80th minute he makes it 4-3, and then lo and behold, in the uh, I think it was about the 92nd minute he gets a second, and we come out with a 4-4 draw from a game where we were 4-1 down and totally out of the game, and the Villa fans hated it. I can assure you they absolutely hated it, and the Leicester fans were laughing in their faces. It was a fantastic match. We didn't play great. But, you know, this is where that sort of foxes never quit um, thing started. You know, we were we were dead and buried in that game and we managed to come back and get a draw. In the end, it did no good because uh, this was the season when the Premier League went from 22 teams down to 20. So there was four teams relegated and we were one of them. And, uh, and Villa missed out. Villa stayed up. Um, they finished... Uh, 18th out of the 22 teams so they just stayed up four teams went down we would have gone down anyway because we were only one off the bottom we uh we didn't have a great team and uh and mark mcgee the lovely mark mcgee who we all love and uh, admire and think of fondly uh, he managed to take us down before he went off to wolves but a great yeah. game so chris this team this team that we played i'm um, uh there was one player in there. We had some decent players in, in the midfield. Mark Draper, Gary Parker, but Steve Thompson. Now, you remember Steve Thompson very fondly. Steve Thompson, scorer of the, the third and equalising goal at Wembley against Swindon. Yes. Yeah. Now, a really good player for us. Um, what I'd like you to tell me, Chris, Steve Thompson, where did we buy him from and who did we sell him to? 
But where did we buy him from and who did we sell, did we sell him to? Him to? Two different teams, is it? Yep, it is. Help me out here, guys. Um, <laughs> while I'm thinking about that, um, and I'm not Googling it, because uh, <laughs> if I was Googling it, I wouldn't have got as many wrong as I uh, as I have done uh, <laughs> this, this season. Um, it is time for score predictions. I will have a, I'll be thinking about that at the, at the time uh, while we do this. Score prediction time, though. Here we go with the X-Foxes. You can pick this up and see how we've been doing on www.leicestertillidie.com. Walshy, Steve Walsh there has gone 2-1 to Leicester. Steve Linux, he's gone for the draw, one all, um, which is fine because he hasn't got – he's got one right all season. So that every time every time he doesn't think we win, we win. Keep it up, Steve. Uh, Marshy's gone 2-1 to Leicester as well. And I've gone 2-0 to Leicester. Uh, I'm feeling confident that we're going to keep a, a clean sheet. Dare I say 3-1 to you, Craig? You, you might. You know, I didn't say it against Liverpool, did I? It's typical. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. The, exactly. Worry, that, is true. that is true. The worrying, The worrying thing for me... Chris, is that for the second time this evening, um, I'm going to agree with you and I'm going to go for a 2-0. This is totally unknown. Mm. <laughs> I know. I'm not, not feeling, I'm not feeling proud of myself. <laughs> you finally, I've got to admit, I'm glad you finally accepted the reality of the situation <laughs> <laughs> that uh, yeah. you have to you have to agree with me two nil that would be that would be very nice wouldn't it that would be very nice cg here has gone burnley i don't know if that's being bought from or sold to is that one of the teams it is one of the teams which which would you go for did we buy him or sell him Can I? Can I? Uh, I'm asking the audience. We can't, can't. Can I take a fifty-fifty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say bought from. Well done, Chris. You got it wrong. Fifty-fifty. You got it wrong. Fifty-fifty. <laughs> well, exactly. So, of course, it, you know, it could have been either. So we we sold him to Burnley. So where did we buy him we from? Was it a, a Premier League team? Um, at the time or now? Yes. No, at the time. Uh, I don't know, but they're not now. I don't think they were then either. No, no. Stephen Collins here. Uh, he's got from Barnsley and to Burnley. Definitely to Burnley. I'll give you a clue, Chris. Not from Barnsley. Just, then. Because I'm, just because I'm feeling kind. We currently have a player on loan at the club that we bought Steve Thompson from. The first thing that springs to mind is Luton. No, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to react until you you confirm that that's a guess, Chris. <laughs> Final answer: Luton. It was Luton. Indeed. Really? Well, uh, we bought him from Luton yeah. and we sold him to Burnley. I, I always, I always liked, um, I always liked Steve Thompson. Like I say, mm. 
that 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 goal against Swindon. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever that that made it three all. You said, didn't you? If I if I remember right, it did. It did. Yes. Yeah. Classic game. Classic game. Um, brilliant. So, as always, thank you very much, Craig. Uh, Scott, You're welcome, Scott, Chris. Scott's gone. This is going to be a high-scoring game. Five-two to Leicester. Wow. Whoa! Wow! I'll take that. Um, Scott. Yes. We will see who's going to be right. Um, thank you very much. Um, who have we got? Who have we got coming up? So we've got Villa at the weekend. We've got Braga. Uh, Braga. What am I saying? We've got Sparta Prague <laughs> tomorrow, and Arsenal next weekend. Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal and we are possibly guys if you are watching Arsenal we are possibly going to be doing a live watch along with that and just see how that uh, how that pans out so we might be doing that so keep your eyes peeled for that we're not going to be doing a John Motson you watch the match and you just chat with us as if we're watching it down a pub 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 I can't talk today honestly this is gin I'm drinking here do you know yeah it's it's my age. It's my age. I need to get off and go to bed. It's it's past my bedtime. That's what it is. Craig, thank you very much, young man. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, and you're right there. We did get James Justin from there. There. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Great fun as always. And thanks everyone to watching for watching and taking part. Brilliant. And I will say goodbye and thank you to my wise old sage. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Bye, everyone. Take care. Thanks for joining us, Craig. As always, he is the man with the knowledge. Um, gets us through the show. Um, without him, I would just sound stupid. He makes me look good. What more can you say? And that's that's not that's not easy, guys. We're about to end um, the match tomorrow. Catch us, Steve Collins. Thanks very much for your message. Um, great show, gents. Thank you very much, Stephen. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to everybody that's joined us. Tomorrow night, um, it's a five to six kickoff. So that means that we will be um, with the pre-show here at about five o'clock. Five o'clock-ish for the pre-show. And then 45 minutes after the final whistle, we will be doing the post-match with Brad and Julian Watts, ex-Leicester player, hopefully. So, And then on Friday, I'm back again. I'm back again on Friday when we'll be talking to uh, a Villa fan uh, on the Opposition View show. Guys, take care. Stay safe. Whatever you do, wherever you go, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> we will see you tomorrow night. Good night now, and thanks for joining us. Lester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.